We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com podcast. We've got a lot to talk about today. The Lakers coming off a win against the Golden State Warriors, so we get to actually talk about you know some positive things for a change. We've got a few other topics to get into that might, might get a little negative, too. Some stuff about Russell Westbrook that we need to talk about as well. Joining me today, my good buddy, ESPN's Alan Sliwa. Alan, thanks so much for coming on. Trev, what is going on, man? Long time no talk. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, looking forward to chat some Lakers off a win. Wait, when do are we supposed to win? I, I forgot doing post game <laughs> shows where there's wins. I was so surprised. I, I did our, our Lakers Nation post game show, and I was like, I, I don't even know how to approach. Th- I'm used to just most of our post game shows have become <laughs> like group therapy sessions where we're bemoaning the Lakers' loss and we're talking about how we're managing it and yep. all that kind of stuff. And they won, and we got to celebrate a victory, which was great. But I'll tell you what: before we even get into Lakers Warriors, something was sent to me. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or day before that was kind of funny. They blamed the Lakers' season on the two of us, got yourself it. and me, and said the yep. reason why. The Lakers season has not gone according to plan. It's because you and I still have not played one-on-one basketball. I agree with them. I agree with them. You know, I think if uh, if there's one thing that this team needs, it needs you and I way past our prime to try to play some basketball and uh, probably get tired. If we're going up to 11, I think by the time the score is 3-3, I need a timeout, a breather. I might have to finish the game the next day. It's not good, Trevor. If we're ever going to do it, we're, we're going to have to do it too. Cause I'm starting to feel it. Like I'm, I'm definitely slowing down <laughs> Like from what was it? It was probably what three or four years ago when we first started talking about this at, at this point, I had a little bit more spring in my step back then than I do now. I am definitely on the downside of, of my career there, but in any event, the Lakers, they beat the Warriors, LeBron James, 37 years old goes for 56 points. Maybe it's a one-off. Maybe it's just a one night mm-hmm. thing. But didn't that just feel nice to get to talk about a Lakers win and not not be down in the dumps about the Lakers losing again? Trev, not only did it feel good, um, I could tell you the place was rocking. You know, it, it's it's a 
for a season that you've had, really the emotions have only been one side. You know, there's a lot of news. What was it last week when they got blown out by the Pelicans about the crowd booing at uh, the players and booing at the Lakers team? You had the loss at Crypto.com Arena against the Clippers where Reggie Jackson is kind of kind of showboating the entire time. That's how the season has gone. So when you say, doesn't it just feel good to get a win? It also feels good to be at the arena and the place feels like, it feels like you thought it was going to feel like all season before the season started. So it is just one game. You're right. It, it, only, it only counts as one game. But I think for how bad the season has gone, you started off 0-4 since the All-Star break. It was nice for a lot of Laker fans to probably enjoy their Saturday night, enjoy their Sunday. And yes, there's another game coming up on Monday. But for a quick second there, you could kick back. You can just enjoy and appreciate a win. And in the process, Bron dropping 50-plus. And I think that's part of it too, right? It's LeBron going for 56 points. So if you're there in the arena, it's not just, hey, the Lakers are beating one of the better teams in the Western Conference. It's that Plus, we're seeing something special out of LeBron James. And 37 years old, I just talked about how I feel like I'm, I'm already you know, slowing down here. What, what are we expecting out of LeBron at this point? I mean, I don't think they're winning a championship this year. What does LeBron have left in the tank moving forward for the Lakers to, to build around? I mean, it feels like every year we're talking about, is this the year that he finally starts to decline? And then here he is. I've been saying all season, if the Lakers were like the two seed right now, we'd be talking about an MVP campaign. 37 years old, drops 56 points. This is unreal. So I, I think, you know, I, I've kind of gone to this point of the conversation about, well, LeBron's going to slow down, LeBron's going to slow down. You could only look stupid so many times before you start saying to yourself, you know what, maybe I should just stop saying that. Um, here's the reality, Trev. You know, he's he's talked about this in post-game shows. He talked about how he takes care of his body. Yeah, yesterday was actually, it's a perfect example. Um doing the pregame show with Michael Thompson. And Michael Thompson, we were talking about Andre Iguodala. Iguodala was out there warming up. And Iguodala's played very sparingly all season long. And we were kind of like, well, are they just going to save him for the playoffs? And I said, yeah, they probably should. And Michael goes, well, they're not saving LeBron for the playoffs. LeBron's playing every night. There's a year difference between Andre Iguodala and LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And just think about how Iguodala at his age is being used compared to what LeBron James does on a night-in-night-out basis. I don't know why, for me, that just stuck with me. It was like, yeah, Michael is right. Like, just think about that. Iguodala is being used a certain way. LeBron's dropping 40 minutes a game or 35 minutes or um, putting in 56 points, like you mentioned. So I think it's wise to not question anymore, well, how long can LeBron do this? I think it's probably better to just kind of kick back relax and enjoy what LBJ is doing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Lakers, it hasn't, it hasn't stacked up in a lot of wins, but yesterday was, um, it was a very unique performance to drop 56, but he's been dropping almost 30 a game on average. It really is incredible. He's talked about how much he credits sleep and all of of course, and all of that for his, his longevity here. But in terms of the scoring, the thing that, that I keep coming back to, and I, I've mentioned this a few times in the last few weeks is that LeBron is actually getting fouled or getting foul calls at a lower rate than he has historically gotten foul calls. And it's not just, oh my gosh, he's shooting more threes. He's actually attacking the basket more than just about anybody in the NBA. Last I looked, and this was about a week or so ago, 
he was second in the NBA in shots at the rim and was not far behind. And the number one was Giannis Antetokounmpo. So LeBron is still attacking, attacking the basket. He's just not getting a lot of calls there. And that's been a source of frustration for him this season. But when you look at the stats, if you were to somehow give LeBron just his average uh, free throw attempts that he's gotten over the course of his career, give him that this season, he's leading the NBA in scoring. Or another way to look yeah. at it is if you just take out free throws, LeBron James is leading the NBA in scoring. He's 37 years old. This is unreal. And the only reason why I continue on this topic is I want to make sure Lakers fans, we got to have to take a moment and appreciate what LeBron is doing right now, because this is, this is not the norm for a guy who's 37 years old to be able to do the things that he's doing. So this is the best comp that I could give. And we just saw this, you know, obviously this past season, um, Tom Brady, mm -hmm was doing things at his age that is just you can't describe it you can't explain it and tom brady decided you know obviously to retire one day that's going to happen with lebron james and i know it's you know i think lebron thing is always unique with laker fans because i'm sure i get this a lot and you do as well kobe played 20 years in the league magic never rocked another jersey i think there's a lot of times laker fans have this affinity for their guy mm -hmm. or, Hey, this is a guy that's been a Laker his entire career. Put all that to the side just for a second. Um, he played for the Cavs many years, won them a championship, did what he did in Miami. And he's got a chip with the Los Angeles Lakers. Just what he's accomplishing going out there on a night in night out basis. Just appreciate what he's doing mm -hmm. because there, there will come a time that, that, He's does not want to do this and he'll go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's only 200 plus points behind Carl Malone for second all time in scoring. And eventually he's going to pass Kareem. It's, mm -hmm. These are remarkable, remarkable achievements. And it's a, it's a, you went out of your way to kind of like, no, 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 let me say it again. What he's doing. It's the right thing to do. Cause I think sometimes we flip the page because we're so accustomed to seeing Braun doing this his whole career mm -hmm. that we 100% take it for granted. Yes, yes, absolutely. We do take it for granted. We can get a little bit. I mean, look, Lakers fans, we we get a little bit spoiled, right? Sometimes there's been there's been years and years of success, and so we get used to seeing that kind of greatness, and sometimes don't appreciate it quite to the level that we should. So, just important. You mentioned Tom Brady. Um, I got to throw this in because Cooper Cup. Not long ago, like I'm talking about like an hour before we were, we sat down to record this, jumped on Twitter and got on the bandwagon. This idea that what's firing up the Lakers more than anything else is having a Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams sitting courtside. We saw it with Aaron Donald. We saw it against the Warriors with Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is raising his hand and saying, I volunteer as tribute. I'll be next. Alan, I think we need to make this a thing. There's not that many games left in the season. Can we get a Los Angeles Ram courtside at every Lakers home game from here on out? So this is just, I'm just, uh, they got a game coming up against the Wizards on Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm saying go Whitworth in that one. Um, bring in Sean McVay for the game in mid-March against Toronto. Uh, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, the game in Philadelphia. Save Cooper Cup, mm -hmm. but I'm with you, Trav. Let's just have every Ram at every Lakers home game because they're 2-0 when those two guys show up and Cup is already throwing his hat out there. This is this is teamwork. 
This is the definition of teamwork, uh, Trev. Mm -hmm. It's a good plan from Cooper Cup. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make this happen. It needs to be a thing. L.A. coming together, the Super Bowl champion Rams supporting the Lakers. Let's go. Who knows? Look, if Aaron Donald is sitting there, give him a jersey. Couldn't hurt. Let him push some people around in the paint. I think he could handle it. We've seen uh, we've seen football players play basketball before. Was it Antonio Gates, uh, yeah. a great college mm -hmm. player? Didn't Julius Peppers uh, play for uh, North Carolina? Aaron Donald in there. Grab you some rebounds. He'll take a couple charges, and, and we'll go on our way. A lot of those guys, and I want to get back to more Lakers stuff in a second here, but a lot of those guys are so versatile. I remember even, you know, I'm a, I'm a soccer guy, and Odell Beckham was brought out onto a soccer field at one point to do a, a video, do a little promotional thing, and he just starts messing around with the soccer ball, and he's, like, pulling stuff off, like high-level soccer stuff where I'm going, I played soccer my whole life. I, I couldn't do what he just did. <laughs> I mean, incredible stuff. But, uh, yeah, a lot of these guys are able to do a lot of different things. And it, it would be fun to see one of them on the floor. Maybe not in a competitive environment like an NBA game, but just, just playing pickup or something like that would be sure. pretty fun. Um, let's get into Russell Westbrook because this is this is the, the flip side. And I thought Russ played just fine, just fine against the Golden State Warriors. And Magic Johnson even complimented him after the game. But before the game... Magic Johnson had some pretty pointed comments directed at Russ saying that the excuses need to stop, that he needs to just say, I haven't been playing well and he needs to be better. That came on the heels of a report from Adrian Wojnarowski who mentioned that the Lakers, there was some internal discussion about playing him off the bench and that Frank Vogel actually pushed back against doing that, which I, I personally agreed with that. But what are your thoughts on Russ, where he's at right now? I'm getting the sense his days are numbered in Los Angeles in terms of I don't know that he's coming back next season. I think the Lakers are going to find ways to to send him somewhere else. But where do you stand on the Russell Westbrook situation? Because it feels like the tension is just kind of building there from these reports that we're hearing. And then, of course, what Magic Johnson also said. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook is a, he's a player that, first of all, he's polarizing. He's a former MVP. He's a, uh, I don't know how many time All-Star, but he's obviously been in the All-Star game many a times. Um, he makes superstar money. He's not a superstar anymore. So, for me, it's kind of simplified, Trev. I'm not paying that much attention to Russell Westbrook. As in, I get it. I get what he's done in the past. I get what the Lakers were trying to build. 
But the reality is you cannot treat this guy like he's a superstar because he's not a superstar anymore. And I know that's really, really difficult for him to probably swallow that pride and everything else. But at least with the Lakers, that's not the case. So if tomorrow Vogel decides, hey, I'm bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench, my personal opinion, I would say you probably should have tried that a little bit earlier in the season. But if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, that's the best way I could describe it. It's really, really difficult to accommodate an individual that I don't think is a game changer on your roster at this point. You know, that the game against the Dallas Mavericks is a good example. I felt like um, Dallas really, really baited him into bad shots and kind of, hey, you want to shoot it? Go ahead and shoot at me uh, to a point where he was becoming more of a liability. Um, and this isn't just on Russ because other players have done this before on the Lakers, including LeBron. There was a play yesterday. Russ didn't get a foul call. I think Clay Thompson blocked a shot of his. Mm-hmm. And he's complaining to the ref the entire time. It's five on four the other way. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors end up scoring. Those types of things can't happen. And when you're a player that's struggling the way he is, you better be playing pretty damn good on all the other asset aspects of the game. So I, I'm not one to sit back here and say you have to accommodate to Russell Westbrook at this point. There's only 19 games left. Yeah. You know, this is it. And they're sitting at ninth, could be 10th place at any time, you know, with the way the Pelicans have been playing. So he, to me, should be treated the way you're treating Malik Monk, the way you're treating some of these other uh, players on your roster. And I know that it, it, it's it's a story because it's Russell Westbrook, but uh, I'm not I'm not one at all that sits back and says, well, we should really continue to accommodate Russ. Yeah, agreed. I think when we look at it, we step back and we think, okay, the Lakers, when they went and got Russell Westbrook, they knew they were going to be overpaying him on his contract. He's, he's not going to be that superstar level player, but I think the hope was that you were going to get a high level all-star performance out of him. Maybe not superstar, but high level all-star. They haven't gotten that. They haven't gotten that out of him either. And so you, the, the bang for your buck has simply not been there with Russ. And then the roster decisions, decisions down the line, the domino effect from having that big of a contract on your books. That's that's part of the Russell Westbrook experience. It's all been kind of wrapped up in what we've seen from him this year. I do think you mentioned the, the staying behind the play thing. The reason why that is particularly damaging, and you're right, he's not the only one to do this. But if you watch the NBA now, it's different than it looked, what, maybe five years ago or so. Before they implemented the rule that once you score, you can't touch the ball anymore. Teams were able to slow down the fast break. Now, if you get a guy, if let's say Russell Westbrook drives to the basket, he scores a layup, but he falls down in the process, it's a five-on-four break the other way. And this happens regularly throughout an NBA game. So if you stay behind and you're complaining to the official, NBA teams now are very, very, very well-versed in five-on-four offensive situations because they happen with much greater frequency than they used to. And so you're usually giving up a pretty good scoring opportunity going the other way if you stay behind and you're just handing them. It's not because you scored and fell down. You're just handing that to the opponent. So that is one of my particular frustrations on the course of the season. And again, you mentioned it's not just Russ, and that's that's absolutely true. But I also think that that's where Lakers fans, besides the contract, besides the production and all of that, Lakers fans have gotten frustrated with Russell Westbrook because of things like that that we're seeing out on the floor. And I think bigger picture, that's been an issue with the team as well, as they've seen the lack of effort in certain games. And it's all kind of come together into this this frustration that we've all felt with the team this season. So 
I'm not sure what the rest of the season looks like for Russ. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle things from here on out. But I think you're right. Whatever it is they think is going to help win, egos have to be put aside. And whatever that thing is, you do it. Well, it's, you know, I, I think first let me say this. So I want to make sure I'm clear on all this. Yeah. I was a proponent of the Russ trade, right? I wanted to see Russ come to the Lakers. I thought when he initially came over, you, you said something there that I think was right. I liked the Russ move for a couple of deals, but one of the, the main reasons why I liked it was, okay, Russ ain't your, it's not like he's your franchise player. It's not like he's your second best player. He's a third best player on your team. So it's not like you're going to need Russ to do, carry the load like he, he would in his uh, uh, previous stints in his career. That's number one. I also liked it because we knew Braun was turning 37, that maybe Russ and Anthony Davis can spend a lot of time together kind of carrying the Lakers through the regular season. And then you get to the playoffs, LeBron's going to be LeBron and those three mixed together. Mm -hmm. It hasn't turned out that way. So the reason why I say today, I'm not as concerned about Russ's feelings. What I'm referring to there is Trev, you know, the season has gone so bad. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. It's just not going to happen. So if tomorrow, like I said, they decide we're bringing Russ off the bench, bring him off the bench. If um, they decide we're not playing Russ in the fourth quarter because they like the unit that's out there, sounds good. Like none of that, to me, none of that would affect me that uh, the way I think it might bring up a red flag to other people or Laker fans or sure. media. Um, that's just kind of the stage that the Lakers are at right now. The other thought that's been pinging around in my head regarding Russell Westbrook lately has been. What happens after next year for him, where, wherever he is? And I, I hope that what's happening this season starts to resonate wherever he is. If it's Los Angeles, if it's somewhere else, next season, he's going to get that $47 million. What is he worth on the open market after that? If the word that's going around, and this is what we heard from Mark Stein a couple of days ago, is that he's not willing to change his game, that he's defiant when teammates are asking him to, to change certain things, when coaches are asking him to, to change certain things. This could be a major, major point here towards the end of, of Russell Westbrook's career if he's not willing to make the necessary changes and do the things that the team needs him to do to win. And, that, and maybe that's the point where the Lakers just say, okay, Russ, you know what? If you're not willing to make these changes, then we're going to bring you off the bench, and this is what's what's going to happen from here on out. We've seen superstar players make the transition into being more role players. Now, I, I think at this point, Russ is better than a typical role player is. I'm not saying that's what he is, but Carmelo Anthony was out of the NBA for a while before teams were convinced, okay, he can accept a role. Dwight Howard had to prove that he could accept the role. Uh, Vince Carter did a great job transitioning to becoming a role player and hanging on just to be a steward of the of the game. Russell Westbrook, I don't know whether or not he's going to be able to make that transition, but if he's not, his days in the NBA are going to be numbered, which would be terrible for a player who is incredibly talented, but it's it's not an easy thing to accept. And I don't know what the path forward is going to look like for Russell Westbrook past this season and particularly past the end of this contract. So look, I, I will say you're right. It's I think this season has been damaging for him. Um, if some of those reports that, you know, have been reported about not really willing to do what the team mm-hmm. needs him to do, kind of sitting in his own little corner and I'm going to do it my way, of course it's damaging because let, let's, let's, the money part of it, 
obviously what he's making this year and next year and what he's made throughout his career, money won't be an issue, right? Like the money is going to be there. But if he wants to prolong his career another three, four or five years until he's 37, 38 years, I would have a very difficult time if I'm a general manager in today's NBA, looking at Russell Westbrook, looking at his skill set, looking at, okay, how will this guy fit with the culture of the team, what we're trying to build, whatever the case is, and say, even if that even if that deal is $10 million a year, like forget the 40-plus million or whatever mm-hmm. the case is, I would have a diff- difficult time in a year and a half or whenever his contract is up saying, yeah, that's somebody that I want to build our team around or have him as a piece of our team. So, you know, as much as this season is and next season is, Russ is also – if if he wants to continue to play the game of basketball and have a chance to win a championship before he decides to you know uh, call it quits, he's got some. I think he's got some work to do on the court, off the court, inside a locker room, outside of a locker room. I think he's got work to do. Agreed. All right, Alan, let's finish with some positive stuff. Because we get into Westbrook, we can go kind of down a negative rabbit hole. I'm still feeling good after the Lakers getting the win over the Warriors. So let's finish with some positive things. Best case scenario, you said 19 games left. What do you want to see to finish out the season? And I'm not, let, we'll stay within the realm of reality. We're not saying the Lakers make a championship run and they're hanging banner number 18 and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't feel like that's in the cards right now. So given the situation the Lakers are in at this moment, what do you want to see for however long this season continues on for the Lakers? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I, I think if I just say the regular season... Um, you know, one thing that they haven't really done all season long was go on a five-game winning streak mm-hmm. or win seven of eight. Um, give Lakers Nation some hope. Just some hope of like, look, I know it hasn't been perfect. It's actually been awful. But we could still play some good basketball. We could still fight on a night-in, night-out basis. We could still show that um, with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James – that we could potentially be a tough out. What more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Because the reality is, at best, they'll probably finish ninth place in the Western Conference. You'll have to win two games in a row to then go play the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix, obviously, best record in the NBA. Um, and then we'll see how long is going to be out for. So best case scenario the rest of the season, show you're a team that's a tough out. Show that you fight. Mm-hmm. Show that, you know what, um, it doesn't matter night and night. Don't pay attention to our record. We are a nuisance in the final 19 games, and we're going to be in each one of these games. Sometimes you'll win. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you execute. Sometimes it's not perfect. But what is absolutely demoralizing is watching the product that we've already seen where you're not just losing. In a lot of these games, you're getting blown out. So that's my hope the rest of the way. Anything can happen if you just mm-hmm. get in. 
And, um, you know, obviously, like you just mentioned, it's extremely difficult to think that the Lakers are just going to all of a sudden turn things around. But that would be my hope for this final stretch. Yeah, that's that's right where I'm at, too. I mean, look, if they were bringing energy and effort every single night, their record obviously would look a lot different. But I also think, let's say their record was the same, but they were bringing energy and effort every night. Lakers fans would still be frustrated. Lakers Nation would be would be frustrated with the the overall record and the results. But it wouldn't be like this. I've had Lakers fans telling me this is the most disappointing season ever. I dislike this team more than any team before. And it's because of that effort piece. If the Lakers fans see this team hustling, doing everything they can to get a win, scrapping and and fighting, maybe they don't win games, but it will be a much more enjoyable experience and a better way to close out what's been a difficult season for Lakers fans. Like you said, it's demoralizing. It's difficult to watch when you see them come out and it doesn't look like they want to be out there as opposed to like we saw against the Warriors, like we saw when Aaron Donald was in the building against the Utah Jazz. You saw a team that was competing, that was playing hard to win, believed that they could. That is such a different experience, even if the end result winds up being a loss compared to what we've seen in some of these other games. So I think that's important that they find a way to harness that focus, that energy, that effort, and bring that for the remaining 19 games. Yeah, you want to, you know, you want to respect the product, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's been something that um, the fans who uh, listen, they they've been cheering for the Lakers. Nobody's saying that Laker fans haven't got unbelievable, unbelievable results over the years. But you also want to watch a product and feel like you're getting your money's mm-hmm. worth. That's trying that they they care as much as you care. And when you don't get that feeling, I think a lot of times. That is something that, you know, it doesn't sit well for any fan base, but specifically Laker fans, especially coming into a season where you were one of the favorites to win it all. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's this this storied history of, of the Lakers. And, I mean, you have to be able to live up to that. You have to be able to respect the game of basketball and put forth the passion that, that fans are expecting from you. So we'll see. We'll see if that's something they can indeed do to finish out the season. But... Alan, I want to thank you for coming on here. It's always a pleasure to talk Lakers basketball with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Trev, we will we'll connect soon. Hopefully I can get you on Lakers talk soon as well. Definitely. And uh, we'll continue talking some Lakers basketball. Absolutely, man. Whenever you need me, just just call. I'm, I'm there for you. All right, everybody. Appreciate you guys joining us. If you're watching over on YouTube, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure that you do follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, stay safe and see ya.